And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Arnie's Sexy Time Costumes. Nothing says, trust me, I'm a professional, like a sexy time costume. Previously on What Is Not. Zeke, you have had a really, really bad dream. The dream ends with him just kind of standing in this void of darkness. Beth, his name is Ambrose. He's a homeless guy. He is constantly flirting with you. There is a a homeless issue here in Baghdad, and we have noticed a lot of the people that we've normally seen on a regular basis just aren't here anymore. I need to access your armory of holy weaponry. I text Mason. Did Daisy turn up? He does not text you back. Maybe what happened in the comic book store never happened. Joy hasn't been sleeping. She keeps saying that there's monsters under her bed. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's gonna go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all of these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Seeing maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Elaine, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. Are we convening this meeting at the comic book shop, or are you choosing a different venue? I would say this is a Bruce decision since he was the one kind of calling the meeting. Bruce will happily meet the group wherever. It's kind of like a Justice League group meeting, so it can be anywhere. He's got his fake Green Lantern ring ready to go. I'm ready for a cup of coffee. Okay, a cup of Joe's. (laughs) Okay, we can meet at the shop. That's fine. I'm assuming this is after your shift, so somebody else has come in and you just kind of have hung out because you knew they were stopping by? No, absolutely. In the middle of the day with all of the people, that's when we have our secret meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Last person left. We're close to the day. I'm just hanging out waiting for everybody to show up, basically. So we'll say that you guys have all safely shown up at Cup of Joe's. And who wants to say what? Well, I'll start by saying to Zombie Boy, what do you mean the events at the comic book shop never happened? Like, it's a weird thing to say. Bruce basically just explains that any crazy hypothesis that the owner of the comic book store tells him, he's open to it. He thinks that, hey, it could be, could be, but probably not. 
Susie is taking notes. She's writing down, interview <laughs> Ian, <laughs> or watch camera footage at comic shop. Well, when we went there for the meeting, surely that was authorized, right? They must have gotten the proper permission to have a meeting there, right? Bruce will then do some more modern dance to explain the conversation he had with Ian. Uh, the song choice for this explanation will be, I don't know, like the best of Beyonce or something like that. <laughs> uh, a lot of booty shaking and whatnot to get you caught up on what, what Ian said and how he didn't know that the shop was being used or said it shouldn't have been used. As you're doing your interpretive dance, Donovan will lean over to Susan and say, does, does he always bring his own theme music? <laughs> <laughs> and Susan nods her head. <laughs> Slowly. Strange customs here. Zeke turns to everybody and says, you know, I'm hearing a lot of strange whisperings at work about trying to do some really quick repairs on the sub-basements there and... I think there's something going on that we're not aware of over there even more. I think maybe we ought to try and do a little bit more investigating at some point under the cover of darkness. I let everyone know that I texted Mason, but I didn't get a response. And then ask Beth whether or not she thinks Jason and Margot would be up for us interviewing Joy. <laughs> I'm imagining that conversation. Bruce gets on his phone and goes over to Zeke and shows him a website for naughty attire, and he finds a specific one that is uh, repairmen, uh, <laughs> insinuating get these and sneak into crypto. They need repairmen. Zeke is flustered and not quite sure what Bruce is suggesting until he, he realizes that it's simply in response to what he had just said. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He thought different types of cover had been blown. <laughs> and then he realized that this is a way to kind of cover their tracks, as it were, and, and also try on some new outfits and uh, go ahead and do a little bit of sleuthing. He's a little concerned that even in a repairman's outfit, his face might be recognized, but he's going to think about ways to get around that. What if you wore a welder's helmet and you know just had a welder set with you? That's a very good idea. What if we got hazmat suits? That could probably work at a place like this Crypto Core or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe Susan has some beekeeper outfits that we could repurpose to look like. <laughs> uh, Just paint one of those radioactive symbols onto the exactly. chest. Exactly. Kind of <laughs> Ghostbusters, the whole thing. Does Amazon.com exist in this world? Yes. Okay. It's a world where it doesn't exist. <laughs> Bruce is on Amazon right now doing a search and looking at reviews on best hazmat suits for party. <laughs> there are many selections. All right. So where do you guys want to go from here? As I see it, we've got two lines of investigation, right? We've got the comic book shop and why does he not know that the big thing went down there, the meeting and everything. And then we've also got Crypticore and what's going on in their basement, right? We also have lots of missing people, missing homeless people. Winnie and Vic haven't come oh. back. Daisy Sullivan's missing. And then now we have a six-year-old girl who's not sleeping because of monsters. 
that seems a little pressing, but I'm also very interested in the basement because I think that's the source of many of our problems. Well, missing people is probably the priority. Yeah, we want to try to save them or whatever. Missing people, but also scared child. That's And she might be our only witness to whatever is going on. So maybe we should start by interviewing her. And then there are these triple A's that just showed up at uh, Cup of Joe's. Anthony, Ambrose, and Anders, is it? Andre. Andre. Yeah, who said there's missing homeless people. So now we know it's not just people we know. I feel like Joy's a good focus because we don't want her to go missing. So maybe we should go to Joy's house late at night and take her uh, to an exploration of Cryptocore. (laughs) (laughs) Alongside questioning these children in the park, we could pull it all together. (laughs) We'll keep you safe, little girl. Come with us. Come with us. In our makeshift hazmat outfits while we we explore the (laughs) sub-basements. Why does everything we do sound scary? (laughs) We should go to her in our beekeeper costumes. Joe, is it an option to leave? Can I leave? (laughs) All I know is I'm having E.T. flashbacks because when I was growing up, the guys in the hazmat suits and E.T. were terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, how do we go about approaching Joy without scaring her to death? Six-year-old girl and our Motley crew. Well, I don't know if it's about approaching her. It's more like, can we get reporter, husband, therapist, wife to let us speak to her child with a bunch of (laughs) unknown people and a zombie? (laughs) There is that. So that's my vote to contact them. And actually, Donovan got Margot's card, so we have a reason to go see her. That's interesting. I could make an appointment. Maybe since we overheard that Joy was having, uh, I think it was Beth, right, that overheard that Joy was having these troubles at the cafe. Is that how this went down? Yeah. Well, and Beth talked to the parents directly. She did the test over here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe Beth offers something that might make Joy feel a little better would be a new little pet. And so she could bring her a little rescue animal from Susan's clinic. A little emoji therapy. Yeah. You know, bring her a little something and we could kind of go over with a footless rescue or maybe even one that has all four feet <laughs> presented to Joy to help her get through the night. Once again, here, child, take this pet that we didn't talk to your parents about. That's missing a foot. It's missing a foot. No big deal. This will calm you right down. That is actually another little girl's pet. <laughs> another child's pet because she doesn't need it. It's missing a foot. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> We're great with children. <laughs> I think we've established that. Yes. Why don't we start with, yeah, it's a good idea that we try to talk to Joy, but we have to talk to the parents. And because I know the parents, maybe a good place to start would be like me talking to Margot, like bringing her a cup of coffee, you know, at her house or something. Gosh, so normal. Okay. I know, something normal. <laughs> so should we tag team here? Should some of us be doing one thing and <laughs> disguising ourselves in hazmat suits and then... I think we ought to let Beth just have the meeting and we can all hide in the bushes outside. <laughs> <laughs> What is this game? Or she has the meaning to keep the parents occupied while we go find Joy. I'm trying to decide if it's a good idea to split the party because logically, I think 
Beth could probably handle talking to the parents on her own. And it's weird if all of us show up for that interaction. Yeah, it's creepy. We could go investigate the comic book store or something while that's happening. But the D&D player in me says, no, don't split up. We should all go together. Beth's going to get eaten by a monster if we leave her alone. (laughs) It's true. Who knows what she's going to find in Joy's room? Because, of course, the parents will immediately let her into Joy's room to investigate. (laughs) I've been around the block, y'all. I don't need you to hold my hand. (laughs) <laughs> now now Beth's just getting aggravated wow. <laughs> she won't leave okay alright well maybe Beth does that and then we all try on our repairman outfits and see which ones look best yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce is already in the bathroom trying his costume on he ordered from Amazon and the drones came and delivered it that day they just dropped Same it day the sky delivery. it's perfect, perfect. alright so is that the plan then I don't. Did we actually say we have a plan? <laughs> Beth's gonna go talk to the parents alone, right? I know that we decided on that much, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And we're gonna try on our outfits that were delivered by drone from Amazon. Operation Repairman. Yes. We're going into. Crypto oh, I like War. that Operation Repairman. <laughs> did we establish what time it currently is? It's after closing of the coffee shop. So what time does the coffee shop close? I think maybe two. I mean, is it afternoon? Oh, that's a very early coffee shop. I hate coffee shops like that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some people drink caffeine way into the evening. Yeah, I think it should be at least like seven or something. Yeah, it's like seven. And that's where we're trying to break the Cryptocore? Well, yes, because it would need to be the cover of darkness anyway for the Cryptocore, yeah. So does that mean Operation Repairman is a go? I think we're going to have to hold the questioning of the parents until the morning, because it's a little late to be like, hey, girl, you tired? Here's some coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Does the coffee shop sell pastries? Maybe Beth could bring a little dessert over to the house for a post-dinner chit-chat with the parents. How about Beth just calls Margo right now and with all of us here and we all go to Cryptocore because I feel like we're going to need Beth for that. Yeah. I'll okay, call yeah. appointment, <laughs> schedule a date or just call and ask her if, if they'd be yeah. willing. There's a possibility that if there really is a monster, which is possible in this place and time that it could snatch her tonight. Right. Yeah, that's true. We don't want to wait too long. All right. This is actually a good point for me to kind of explain something. I don't know if I've explained this aspect of Monster of the Week, but there is a countdown clock for everything that happens. Oh. So, for example, with the Jersey Devil, if you had caught him before he attacked the couple, they would have, like, you would have never even heard of them because they would have just driven past the city. So, when I plan out my mysteries, part of my job as the keeper is to go, okay, if this is the Jersey Devil, like, what is his time clock? And what happens if you get to the end of that time clock without resolving the problem? So I'm just throwing that out there because somebody did say, well, you know, she could be kidnapped. I'm, I, I did want to confirm that there are a lot of plots going on and they will yeah. continue going whether you investigate them or not. Dang okay, it. well, protecting a, a child from a possible real monster seems like we should do that right away. All right. Yeah, let, let's just let's just call and and let's just tell her that we're investigating strange goings on and would they be willing for the team to come over to the house? Maybe not the whole team. 
Bruce is going repairman either way. Doesn't matter where we're going. He's got his repairman. <laughs> I think we need to invite the whole team and just see what they say. Ugh. Maybe Beth and one other person could go in and talk, and the rest of us can wait out in the in the team van or something. A stakeout. Yeah, yes. they don't. They don't have to even know that the rest of us are there. We're there in case we hear screams. We can rush in. We're keeping emoji in the car with us too. Yeah, I think that's the best plan. I think we were going to promise some emoji therapy, so. Um, okay. That's probably the best option because I would be freaked out, yo. Do they have a pet? And is it missing a foot? <laughs> if they have a pet, then I know them. <laughs> Do they have a pet? Yes, I'm going to say they have a cat. Scooby Doo okay. van, let's go. All <laughs> right. <laughs> then probably me and Susan are the best. Yes. Yeah. To go talk to them. Less threatening. They have a cat. They know her. You know, we shouldn't bring a zombie in a risque repairman outfit. Bruce understands. He respects that decision. <laughs> Thank you. I'll send him a picture of a stuffed animal. Nice. We're all in the car outside yes. while they go. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Eating Scooby snacks. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We've brought binoculars and things to look through their windows from afar just so we can make sure Beth's safe. There's a lot of smoke coming out of that. Maybe we we don't use the binoculars, actually. (laughs) Jinkies, people. Jinkies. So let's call Margo and just tell her that you're here with me and that we've heard of another similar situation. We want to come over and talk to them in person to see if we can help. All right. Off we go. Bruce offers his phone. What if they said no? Well, let's call and find out. Do you want to play that call out? Yeah, let's play it out. And we can always roll to manipulate someone to convince them that it's in their best interest. <laughs> do it. It's true. We haven't rolled enough dice today. Let's do it. We haven't rolled any true. dice today. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I call. So the phone rings. Okay. And a girl's voice answers. Hello, Thomas Residence. Anna speaking. Hey, Anna. It's Beth from the coffee shop. Oh, hi, Beth. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you, sweetie? We're okay, I guess. Um, What's up? Do you need to talk to mom or dad? Uh, Can I talk to your mom? Uh, Sure. Mom! Phone! There's some, like, scurrying around. She obviously puts down the... Oh, my God. How old am I? I'm assuming this is a landline. Forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was trying to understand. (laughs) I mean, it can be a landline. I mean, my parents have a landline. I mean... Yes, but a psychiatrist and a news reporter is not going to have a, a landline. Yeah, but she's been tired, so she left it you know, on the counter, and, and Anna picked it up. So that still works. There you go. Yeah, she just picked up her uh, her mobile phone, yeah. There you go. Yeah, she picked up Margo's phone. All right, so I'm Margo dying. picks up the phone. She's like, hello? <laughs> hi, Margo. It's Beth. <laughs> hi. Uh, <laughs> Hi, uh, what's what's up? What can I do for you? Hey, I was wondering if I could talk to you about Joy not sleeping, about the monsters under her bed. <laughs> That's creepy. She gets a little... Phone <laughs> <laughs> call every mother wants. <laughs> Let me talk about your child with you. God. Oh, I want to die. <laughs> 
she's like, okay, uh, hold on one second. And you hear her kind of cover up her phone and you hear her kind of talking to Jason in the background. Go ahead and roll for manipulate someone. I got a six. I have a plus one for charm, so seven. Okay. So they'll do it, but only if you do something for them right now to show that you mean it. So she comes back on the phone. She's like, why are you, why are you calling me? Like, why, what, what do you know about this stuff? I know it sounds weird, but I'm sure you guys have heard about some of the stuff that's been going on in town the last week or so. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, come on over. Um, we actually have something to show you. Okay. Wait, can, we'll be, and I like grab her arm and say, make sure they know I'm coming too. <laughs> it's not just going to be me. I'm going to be bringing Susan the vet. <laughs> <laughs> She's I don't know what else you want me to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be bringing my partner. I don't know what, what you want me to say. <laughs> do, do, you, do you think it's some sort of wild animal? <laughs> oh. Maybe, say maybe. It could be. It could be. This conversation's so creepy. <laughs> uh, all right, I get. I guess, and, and she tells you where to where to go. Okay. You hop go. out of the van and run up to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> God. <laughs> What a nightmare. <laughs> Can I roll to leave? Like, <laughs> eat myself out this window. <laughs> She's going to roll versus cool to see how embarrassed she is. Is that an option? I'll roll right now. Nothing awkward about this plan at all. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of What Is Not. This should be the last quick intermission for a while because I am on the final stretch of traveling the U.S. with my husband. We're actually headed back home today. If you want to hear about my road trip misadventures so far, you can check out the upcoming episodes of Geekitude. We've missed a few while I was out of town, but we're going to try and put one out tomorrow and another on Sunday. We're going to try and catch ourselves up a bit. But until then, hello from Sedona, Arizona. There's some fun chit-chat going on on our dedicated As The Dice Roll Slack channel. Be sure to check that out. You can also check out our Twitter at As The Dice Roll RP. And on my travels, I was able to meet up with some of the Cautious Optimism players, so go check out our Instagram at As The Dice Roll to see pictures of that. You can, of course, email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com, or if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do so by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. That's it for me this week. I'll be back this Friday, July 30th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. But until then, let's see if any of our characters eat themselves out of a window after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community all dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney+, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. 
and each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. All right, so so you get to their house, and the Scooby gang is in the car not being subtle at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you be subtle when you have a zombie with aviator glasses and a sexy repairman outfit on that's quite true <laughs> i don't know if you went with the aviator that's a tough call I oh mean, 7 p.m I... in Baghdad might be a little dark yeah yeah okay so they answer the door they both look exhausted and jason goes before i let you in i want to know what's going on and what you know jinkies i say hi to jason and margo and ask them how Puss in Boots is, and just tell them that we have been involved in some strange things going on in the town. We're not able to tell you everything that we know, but we think that if with more information, we might be able to help. And we would just love it if we could talk with them and maybe even Joy if they'd let us. They exchange glances and Jason goes, all right, well, let me show you what we saw. Come on in. So he, he lets you in. In the living room, you see three girls. Anna is 14, Taylor is 10, and of course, Joy is there. And everybody just in the house just looks exhausted. And Anna is kind of doing the big sister thing of keeping Taylor and Joy occupied. They're like playing a little board game or something. She kind of gives you a strange look. Obviously, the parents haven't told her what's going on, but you know, why are these people coming into our house at this time of night? So they lead you to the kitchen, and there's a laptop on the island. And Jason says, so Joy has not been sleeping well for the past week. And she keeps complaining about a monster that keeps waking her up. And so to make her feel better, we said that we would put a camera in there in the middle of the night. And when we got home from the coffee shop this morning, we thought, well, let's just look and see if there's anything that's like in there. Like a, like if there's, I don't know what we were thinking, but we decided to check the footage and we saw this. He turns the laptop around so you can see the screen and he presses the space bar and the video starts to play. Meanwhile, in the van. <laughs> <laughs> You guys keep referring to a van. Where did this van come from? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we could just pass that. <laughs> did did uh, Donovan drive into town in a van? Well, this is part of the whole uh, repair person ruse. We've rented a van for the evening so that we seem more authentic as uh, repair people rolling up. To- in fact, on the side of the van, we've painted authentic repairmen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything going on that they can see outside of the house? There's nothing that they can see outside the house. I would say around this time, it's probably by the time you guys got yourself figured out and settled, it's like 8.30, quarter to nine. We are slow movers. I was just going to say, <laughs> we're very slow. <laughs> we'll get faster. We're just uh, changing in the van, getting doing final touches on our makeup and other things for the repairman look. Wait, what kind of repairman costumes are we using that have makeup? I was picturing, like, 
black leather. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're in your black leather and what kind of black zippers? <laughs> Is this really how repairmen dressed in the US? Because I got to say, they dress very differently in Ireland. I love the fact that Donovan has been so sequestered that some of the stuff Bruce does, he just takes for granted. Like, he's just kind of like, okay, I guess this is the way people do things. What is Emoji doing? Is he eating the snacks? I don't know. I'm fixated on the snacks. I think Emoji is, he's chilling. Emoji currently has Bruce's black leather handyman belt around him with all the weapons and tools and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what kind of handyman are we? Exactly. Exactly. We can take anybody down with the Sprint WD forty. <laughs> Do we have any holy water left in our inventory? You didn't use it, so you still kind of have that sad half-filled. Squirt pistol of holy water. Bruce is ready to dip his hammer into the bottle of holy water and turn it into a holy hammer. <laughs> okay. He's working the outfit and the repairman thing. He's going to make it work. Roll plus weird. Yes. <laughs> that is a 10. Okay, so you currently have a blessed hammer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Holy hammers. Excellent. That sounds like a good handle. Jason presses the space bar and the video starts to play. And you see that it's kind of this night vision. You know, everything's that greenish gray. And you see Joy kind of cuddled up in her bed and she's got her covers like up underneath her chin and she's kind of nodding off, you know, when you see little kids and sometimes adults will do this where they're trying not to fall asleep, but, but they can't keep their eyes open anymore. They're just so tired and she's nodding off. And then all of a sudden, almost like a shadow is moving across the floor, you see what starts to look like a hand come out from the closet and move across the floor and it's soon followed by another hand and it's almost like this strip of black shadow is following this like white hand with kind of sharp claws over it and the shadow moves across the floor and disappears for a second. And it's on the other side of the bed. And then you see the hand kind of pull up over the backside of the bed away from the side that's away from you. So just the hand just kind of reaches over and puts itself on the edge of the bed. And the other hand comes up and puts itself on the edge of the bed. And what comes up from behind the bed is this sickly, skinny what looks like a grinning person and he stands over and he's kind of turning his head oddly and looking at joy who has fallen asleep but she's kind of twisting and looks like she's having a bad dream and he takes his hand and he slowly caresses the top of her head and all of a sudden joy wakes up sees the creature and screams the creature seems to just dissolve just disappears into like 
a puff of smoke, and then the door swings open, a big shaft of light comes in flooding the room, and you see Jason run in and sit on the bed and ask her what's wrong and do kind of the, the parent thing. Turns on the light as he comes in, and there's there's nothing there. She's like, it went into the closet, it went into the closet. I mean, you can see this because he's pointing at the closet. There's no sound associated with it. But she's pointing at the closet, and so he opens the closet. There's just, there's nothing there. Next time on What Is Not. Whatever it takes to figure this out, please. I don't even know how you convince somebody that it's not just like a trick of the light or something, because there's literally nothing there when the lights come on. I think that they are not safe in that house. Zeke musters all of his energy and and changes form, and suddenly before them all is a... You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geek If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.